Welcome to Flowing East and West, the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life. Here we go with episode one. I'm Sherry Essig. I'm an executive and life coach, and I work with people who are done settling for less than success and happiness. And I'm Ann Roby, an HR executive and consultant focused on building strong employee engagement and meaningful company culture. We both have a deep curiosity about growth and development and what it means to live a fulfilling life. We've been friends for about 14 years and have found our own perfectly imperfect journeys intertwining throughout our friendship. It was on a walk while we were on vacation in San Diego well over a year ago now that we first started talking about doing a podcast together. We've always liked working together and we thought it would be really fun to find a new project to do together. In fact, working together is how we became friends. I led a program at a company Anne was working for in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we instantly hit it off. It was somebody else in the company that brought me in to do the program. It was for their women's group. And I'm in this room. I don't even remember now what the topic of the program was, but there's a woman. I'm sure it was fabulous, though. I I have no doubt it was (laughs) perfectly imperfect. Uh, And there was a woman sitting in the room that I had never met, never seen before. And she's making comments and she's asking questions. And I remember thinking very specifically, wow, if I had put a plant in the audience, this is exactly what my plant would be saying. It was really just quite fabulous. And that program led to several other projects. And from there, our friendship grew. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember not long after that, first of all, we had some fantastic sushi somewhere in Raleigh, as I recall. And then I actually asked you to come help with a team that needed some help from a leadership development standpoint. It was about an hour and a half drive away and you agreed and then kindly offered to even drive. And I remember thinking, man, an hour and a half each direction, that's a lot of time with somebody I don't know too well. But what was great about that is that we, what we found at that time is we really had a, a nice ability to sort of complement each other. We have different strengths and different weaknesses. And, and I think it was really both not only doing that other program after the hour and a half drive, but also that three hours in the car together that we really sort of figured like, this is kind of fun. I love connecting with really awesome women. And that was exactly my experience. And then Sherry, remember when we were driving back, we started talking about things we like to do in our spare time. And I mentioned that there was a new yoga studio opening in Raleigh. And we kind of put two and two together that the woman that was opening the studio was actually a teacher at a gym that we both belong to. And that was highly likely we even took yoga classes together before we had even met each other. Right. Yeah, because I remember that in addition, we went to a yoga class that evening, right? So after having spent the whole day together, apparently we were not quite sick enough of each other yet. <laughs> and we still went to a yoga class together. But I also remember it was about a week later. I mean, we had never crossed paths to the best of our of either of our knowledge. And it was about a week later, I just remember I was on the treadmill in the gym back when I was still running. And you were walking by on your way from having just finished your workout. And it just was one of those things that I know it made me wonder. And I think you mentioned it made you wonder as well. How many times had we been in the same orbit and just not known it? So it was really cool. And that's right. I mean, I think that's a part of what this podcast is even trying to get at, right? Like how many times do we have somebody, as you said, kind of in our orbit or, you know, have the opportunity to cross paths, but you're 
just not even paying attention. It's it's sort of like when you want to buy a new car and you never mm. noticed that silver colored whatever before. And then when you're driving down the freeway and all you can see is that silver colored whatever, it's sort of like an awakening, a consciousness. Our consciousness was raised. In this case, our consciousness was raised about each other. And so we continued to do some yoga, uh, both together and, and kind of on our own. And then about a year after that studio opened, they offered a yoga teacher training course. And I remember we spoke about it. And we were both like, neither one of us is ever going to teach a class, but how cool to go a little bit deeper with our yoga and learn a bunch. Well, here's what's funny. While neither one of us are full-time yoga teachers, we have taught. And in fact, both of us bring aspects of yoga that we learned and have added to since then into the different kinds of work that we both do. What it really did for me, and I think for you too, Sherry, is it deepened my curiosity around spirituality and and it kind of deepened our connection as well. And as we started learning and growing and there was these different philosophies that were introduced, it really sort of, I don't know, made us curious. And I remember lots of discussions between the two of us talking about what we were learning and how it related to our lives. So one thing that I remember so well is, I can't remember if it was right before or right after we did the yoga teacher training, one of us stumbled onto this positive psychology course. It was an introduction to positive psychology course, and it was being done virtually. In fact, I thought it was the coolest thing because the person teaching it had developed it when he was teaching at Harvard. He was doing this in coordination with University of Pennsylvania, and he was teaching live from Tel Aviv, right? So it was just one of these crazy things of kind of all these corners of the planet. And so I remember being in the middle of yoga teacher training, being in the middle of this positive psychology course. And at that point, I'd been coaching for about 12, 15 years, something like that, and thinking, oh my gosh, these three pieces together feel like the three-legged stool that it just felt like this is what I've been looking for is the very Western piece coming out of the positive psychology field, the very Eastern piece coming out of yoga, the coaching tools. And it was all about the same things, but just coming at it from these very, very different perspectives. And I just remember being so excited about it. And it was just so cool that we were doing those things together. Yep, for sure. And, you know, since then, We've done lots of different things together, right? We've we've traveled, we've taken other classes, we've had lots of opportunities for some good girlfriend time. I've got to help Sherry celebrate uh, her marriage to her long-term partner. She sort of nursed me and helped me through my divorce. I remember distinctly she would call me every morning just to check to see how things were. And I'm just so grateful for that. Mm that program years and years ago and for all of your support, Sherry, through through my whole life. I really, really appreciate it. And now that we're on separate coasts, you know, we, we still stay connected through our own personal development, sharing things that we're learning and developing ourselves. And then lots of just good girlfriend chat time on the phone. And as we were preparing this, I see I wrote the word occasional shopping outing, but really for being honest, I think it's more than occasional. <laughs> Somehow being 3000 miles apart, we still find a lot of time to get together. And even through this crazy time of the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, that we're in right now, still have managed to do some online shopping that we we use Zoom or the phone or whatever else, uh, pictures to sort of share the spoils of our efforts. Right, right. And just one more thing to add to the list of things that we have done together. When 
I was planning my wedding. And a big part of that was having this dinner the night before in her favorite restaurant. And I'm sure you remember this, Anne, that you became part of our wine tasting adventures as we were trying to figure out what wine to serve at that dinner. Hey, listen, I'm here for you. It, I like, know it was you a are. huge sacrifice right. to, I know, be, like, to have to try wine, but you know. For sure. Because I know my support of you during the divorce was like a big deal, but you really stepped to the plate <laughs> on that wine tasting. Like hey, really stepped to the plate. Anything for you, my friends. I so appreciate it. So back to the podcast and back to the walk on San Diego. So we're walking along and we're reminiscing about how we used to work together and we hadn't really done anything together professionally in a while. We were talking about book recommendations, classes we were each taking, and general girlfriend catch-up time. And that's where we came up with the idea to share some of our stories and our learnings and our wonderings and wanderings. And then we got back to our busy lives and nothing really happened for a while. And then the pandemic hit and we both found ourselves with more time and flexibility because no travel, no outside the house appointments, no in-person social activities. And it really was the perfect time to dive into making the podcast a reality. That's right. So we've had we've had a lot of fun getting to this point. And what we're really trying to do in this very first episode is let you, our listeners, know what to expect. So here's the deal. Neither one of us are claiming any sort of perfection when it comes to living our life or having a completely fulfilled life. However, we have lots of thoughts and ideas, mostly a lot of questions that we want to share around what it takes to have this fulfilling life. We call it East and West for a couple of different reasons. As Sherry already mentioned, she currently lives on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast. I used to live on the East Coast. She used to live on the West Coast. And so there's a lot just in our own geography. We talked a little bit about sort of Eastern philosophy that we both learned in yoga, some of the more Western philosophy, such as the positive psychology that Sherry talked about. We're both learning more and really sort of excited about Enneagram. There's lots of this sort of East-West interplay. I like to say, you know, if I break an arm, I'm going to go see a Western doctor. But if there's lots of other different kinds of things going on in my life, I'm going to apply different kinds of philosophies, Eastern or Western. And it really just depends on what's happening or maybe both, right? There'll be times for both. So what does this really mean about Eastern and Western philosophy? And I wanted to share just a quick story, and, and that is about the divorce that I referenced earlier. And as you might imagine, it was an incredibly painful time. And as I've already said, it really took great friends like Sherry to really help me through it. As I was sort of nearing the end of that whole sort of divorce process, I just decided, you know, maybe I'd like to be back home, which is California. Just sort of a change of scenery seemed like it was a good idea. So Without much other intent, I kind of packed up my bags and belongings and moved back across the country and got a great job and spent the next couple of years reconnecting with family and friends on the West Coast. And sadly, two years after I moved back, I lost my dad. But here's the deal. One of the things that we think about when we are talking about this idea of a East-West and living a fulfilling life is being able to take those really difficult times in our lives and look at them through a different lens. And so the lens of both my divorce and the death of my father that I have chosen to take is gratitude. I am grateful for the opportunity to spend the last two years of my dad's life with him. And had it not been for the divorce, I would have been 3,000 miles away and I would neither have been able to spend the time nor helped in ways that I really wanted to help at the time. So as I said, it happens in big ways and in small ways. And Sherry, I know it's happened a lot in, in your life as well. 
Yeah. So one of the small ways uh, for me, although it didn't seem like a small thing at the time, was the day of my wedding, we got married at home in our backyard and it was so incredibly hot. It was the hottest day, hottest day of that date. I remember. I was sweating. (laughs) It was really, really hot. And it was about 15 minutes before people were going to start arriving at the house. And I decided to just do one last quick trip to the restroom, got distracted when I walked into the restroom, decided to freshen up my lipstick, put a little lip gloss on top of it, walked into the bathroom. And somehow in the lifting up of my floor length dress, it floated up. I think it got caught by a gust of cold air coming out of the air conditioning vent. And it floated up and literally very gently landed on my face and floated back down with a perfect, this was not imperfect. This was a perfect (laughs) lip print in this beautiful shade of raspberry. And I was in shock for... I don't know. It seemed like 10 minutes. I'm sure it was about 15 seconds. Every bride's worst nightmare. Yes, indeed. And the irony was I had been really committed that the whole process of planning this wedding was going to be fun. Otherwise, there was just no point in it. We could just go to City Hall and get married. So I had been so committed to everything was going to be fun. I was not going to stress about it. And I didn't. And I have this moment 15 minutes before the arrival of guests of, oh, my God goodness, what am I going to do? Long story short-ish, I was able to get most of it out with seltzer water, but I was really frazzled. And there was still like the outline of a lip print that I really needed to make a decision on whether I was going to put my attention there or whether I was going to walk out and just really be happy to be in the company of the hundred people that my husband and I love best in this world. And I'd like to say it was an absolute no-brainer, and it was conceptually an absolute no-brainer. And this is where the yoga made such a huge difference. I was able to pretty quickly go into this, I need to sit and I need to breathe for a few minutes, get that adrenaline out of my system, make a choice to let this go and walk out there and just be really happy to see everyone. And I was. And I'm not sure in my pre-yoga life that I would have been able to make the transition quite so well. Yeah, I totally agree. There's there's lots of reality shows dedicated just to the Bridezilla thing, and mm-hmm. you were the furthest thing from Bridezilla that day. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, when we were prepping for this very podcast, I may have known on the day of, but I didn't even recall. And that's how much you were able to sort of shake it mm-hmm. off and sort of move on with your amazingly beautiful day. Mm-hmm. So those are just a couple of small examples of how things can happen, major things in our life or these little moments and how we get a choice in that moment. And what we want to explore with all of you is the different paths, the different journeys, different ideas that really consider what having a fulfilling life looks like. We plan to talk to some of our friends, hopefully bring in some experts and colleagues who all have unique paths that we'll explore with them and and bring that all to you. And we're also going to invite you to look at your own life, to listen, we call it the whisper, right? To listen for the whisper that you might sometimes get about what your heart truly desires, even if you don't quite know what the whisper is telling you. And we'll give you tools to listen for and heed that whisper. We'll explore what it means to be on a journey, because this is a journey, and how to savor the times when you're in flow, what happens when you hit a bump in the road, because you will hit bumps, how to get yourself back on track, and how to find the learning and growth in 
all of it, because that's really the whole point is the path is not a straight line and it is filled with opportunities for learning and growth. So we want to to invite you into the conversation. What is happening in your own perfectly imperfect journey? What questions do you have? What do you want to hear more about? We really want this to feel like getting together with some good friends over a glass of wine or a cup of tea every few weeks. We don't have all the answers. God knows we don't have all the answers. (laughs) That is an understatement. (laughs) But we have lots of questions and really hope to inspire you to consider where you want your journey to take you and what you want that experience to be like. So today, as we wrap up, we're going to leave you with a quote from Thomas Burton, who was an American Trappist monk, a writer, a poet, and a social activist. And his quote is, you do not need to know precisely what is happening or exactly where it is all going. What you need is to recognize the possibilities and challenges offered by the present moment and to embrace them with courage, faith, and hope. And that is the essence of the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life. And that's how we're thinking about the podcast as well. We're not 100% sure where it's taking us, but we're pretty excited for you to join us on the journey. So please join us next time as we continue to explore the perfectly imperfect journey.